Erotic Awakening is brought to you this week by the Board of Education, Detroit's only every Tuesday uh, kinky educational group. Uh, do you like my Romanian accent? It's pretty sexy, isn't it? Find out more at theboe.org. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Here we are, episode 196. We were just talking about what we're going to do for episode 200. 200. <laughs> and I'm not going to do any more front bumps after exit episode 200. Or we won't let those strange people with those weird accents come in and do front bumps anymore. How about that? We are actually joined in studio tonight by, and let me make sure I get your scene names correct, Will and Lisa. That is correct. Okay. From, uh, they are visiting down from Detroit, from the Board of Education, right? That is the group you're involved in down there? That is correct. Okay. I love that name. <laughs> I do too. And um, we'll be talking to them shortly about their strange and mystifying kink. Something about... Mono? Monogamy. Monogamy. Oh, it's very scary to us. Um, but we'll get there in a minute. But first, we have all kinds of interesting stuff going on. For example... Uh, I do absolutely want to start off with this little picture. Uh, I remember we used to listen to the old Big Fatty at Big Fatty Online, and people yes. would send him stuff in the mail. Uh-huh. Well, we have our stalkers sending us stuff in the mail. Look at that. The fantastic uh, it's, it's, Little Squishy yes. from Rome, New York, sent us a picture, uh-huh. and it's got the Erotic Awakening logo, and it's got some poem on it, and it's signed and everything, and that fucker's going up on the wall. You exactly. can see it on, if you go to the website, you'll see an a image of the mm-hmm. image that we got. Yes. But that was so cool. I can't believe it we had somebody actually send us something in the and mail. Then, and then yesterday she asked me on FET if she could post a copy of it on her FET profile. And I was like, yes. Oh, She's like, yeah. well, it's yours now. So I had to ask permission. <laughs> Good point. Nice. Oh, nice. So, so Dawn, um, what you been doing lately? Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> Busy as usual. So, but we just did just spend a really great weekend up near Toledo. Mm-hmm. So we were at the Dark Manor and did um, a formal dinner. Formal dinner training first with the uh, wonderful Mistress Jen, who is out of Detroit right now, kinda. So, and Lisa was a big part of that too. So. Uh, by the way, uh, for podcast listeners who can't see Lisa, you also can't see what she looks like in a hot little maid outfit, <laughs> French maid outfit. I can, though. That was I nice. did see that. That, that was, was fantastic. Nice. So, but uh, the, it was actually pretty interesting because as we've talked about on here before, we've done high protocol dinners. Mm-hmm. But um, they were kind of uh, put together with a couple of people's input, but not really looking at like any etiquette forms or like queen's etiquette or anything like that it was more of uh, a focus on the power exchange and then this one was more about the etiquette 
and how to set the table and just, you know, a lot of that was mixed in as well. Mm -hmm. So even though it's different than what we do, I think we're probably going to be incorporating quite a bit of the pieces. It's funny because we just not too long ago did an episode on formal MS. Yes. And then we did the formal dinner. About formal dinners, I knew that much. We were, and then I had a hard drive failure. I swear that never happens to me. It's just, I take pills and it just never goes on. So here we go again. Um, so the formal dinner was nice, and mm-hmm. I thought it was great. It was good. A good group of uh, servants. It was um, you guys at the table seemed like you were enjoying yourselves, and oh, absolutely, we got to experience something different because we don't do the alcohol thing. So we got to experience. <laughs> Or at least watch, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and learn how to uh, serve wine. And there was, what, like six different types of wine at least and port. And so I now know how to serve it, but I have nobody to serve it to. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. And that was, uh, where was that wine from? Oh, some of it was from uh, what Mistress Jen mm-hmm. um, takes in, ferments and stuff at her, own, at her cabin. Um, some was... Uh, wines that we had purchased um, nice and just had brought along that we thought would complement the meal cool. and it did and it uh, absolutely smashed our hostess <laughs> <laughs> quite obliged to try all seven different wines she was a little flushed but having a good time yes. <laughs> speaking of people that are having a good time if uh, chip had his way you would have a good time i think he wants to get you the yes, entire yes. tentacle collection from think geek and apparently you can filter on Think Geek. You can filter yeah. on tentacle things. Okay, I, that's what I'm doing with my time tonight. <laughs> Why is it that when I have a birthday, I don't have... Nobody sends me pictures of boobies, but you get pictures of tentacles. I get tentacles all the time, not or just food. for my birthday. Yours is boobies or food. Yes. So, so or boobies for, with food on them yes. is always nice. So, so Master Dan's birthday is like... This Thursday, which is probably the day that this episode goes out. It is. So if anybody wants to send him pictures of boobies or food or food on boobies or people licking food off of boobies or anything to do. Send me a picture of a birthday cake and I'll be happy. So, and you can send that to... Oh, nicely, nice segue. Yeah, I got that. Uh, Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or if you need to contact us about anything else, you can contact us uh, with the uh, .comment form on the webpage, which is eroticawakening.com. I swear I will update the Facebook page on occasion. (laughs) It's Erotic Awakening, all one word. It is. And then Twitter is Dan and Dawn. And we've actually been having um, a couple of people using the old Twitter and and talking about us a little bit. So Lady McManus, Mm -hmm. I caught her, her Twitter feed the other day, and she was talking about how she was reading Living MS on the Kindle in her doctor's office. Good for her. She likes the Kindle because she can read whatever she wants to and nobody knows. (laughs) I hope it was a gynecologist, as a matter of fact, but that's my weird thing. That's a weird thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> Not even our audience gets a laugh out of that one. I was like, what are you guys here for? Come on, help a guy out. <laughs> now, you guys are out of Detroit. Well, actually, we we live in Ohio, just south of the border for Michigan. Okay. Is that difficult? Are you a Wolverine or a Buckeye? Or do you... uh, no, I'm a Buckeye fan. Okay. <laughs> for those actually in Ohio, they know what that means. Uh, unfortunately for... Maudru? 
from Jordan. He has no clue what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Here's the other thing you need to know, Morduru, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. If you are in Ohio, you can root for the Buckeyes, but don't eat them. They are poisonous. They are poisonous. Unless, unless they're covered in chocolate, chocolate, in which case they're delicious. Which is why our children mortality rate is pretty poor here. Because <laughs> unfortunately, they don't know which are which. So, and the reason we're mentioning Modru from Jordan is because he joined our uh, newsletter list. So, if you'd like to join the newsletter list and find out what's coming up in uh, the world of Dan and Dawn, or Erotic Awakening, or Power Exchange Summit, or anything else we do, or maybe the next book that we put out, so um, join the newsletter list, and the link is on eroticawakening.com. So, Don, the uh, question of the day, it's time for that. Uh, because our topic is going to be more of the uh, power exchange and um, monogamy in a power exchange relationship. The question of the day is actually a BDSM-based question. Ooh. And the question is, um, Miss Anonymous, we'll use from the Barak and Sheba <laughs> podcast, wrote in and said, Hey, uh, my master and I, or my dom and I, just started to get into the lifestyle. So he wanted to get started with some new toys. So he went to the local toy store and he bought a whip. How Should he go ahead and just start swinging it? Uh, no. <laughs> well, let's toss that over the table. <laughs> so how long, what do you, so if I go to the BDSM, if I go by a paddle, I can pretty much start paddling with very limited amount of safety conversation. Do you feel that's appropriate? Yes. What do I need to do before I start whipping out, pulling out that, whipping out that whip? <laughs> right? I mean, do you guys recommend you just start practicing until you get good with it? Oh, I recommend that you practice a lot until you get good with it. Do you it. practice on the sub? Um, no, actually. <laughs> um, what I'd recommend, uh, like a pillow from your living room mm -hmm. um, or stuffed animals. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hiding the teddy bear. Find a stuffed animal that has like a, a velvet fur on it. Uh -huh. A lot of times you can sneak in with your whip strikes until you can see what I call the paintbrush. Oh. Actually showing your whip marks on there. And you can work on how light you can strike with your whip prior to um, actually trying to inflict pain. Okay. Uh, inflicting pain with whip is very, very easy. Um, <laughs> controlling the pain that you're inflicting with your whip is... Um, what what everybody needs to strive for before they start uh, taking it to a person, in my opinion. Now, is a, is a single tail and a whip the same thing? Is it just everybody calls it a whip, but it's really a single tail, or is it two different? Or... In my opinion, the word single tail is actually uh, a lifestyle word. Okay. Um, it Single tail, just if you start reading through some of the books and stuff, just means it has one tail. Um, not like a cat of nine or a oh, frog okay. or something like that. Uh, single tail just means it has one striking implement. Um, single, what people um, in the lifestyle commonly refer to as a single tail, they actually mean a signal whip. Um, uh, and a yeah. signal whip is usually three to four feet, um, and it has a cracker, is the nylon or, nylon or polypropylene line that is braided into the leather and then all the way to the end. It doesn't have what's called a fall, mm -hmm. which is a strip of leather attached to the whip and then a, t a cracker on the end of that. So that's a signal whip. That's what I think a lot of people mistakenly refer to as a single tail. Huh. I think so too. So what would you call like a um, dragon's tail, which is the wider suede leather? Right. Well, if you wanted to be technical by mm -hmm. definitions and stuff, you could call it a whip. Okay. 
Um, I wouldn't though. Okay. Um, uh, whip is, and if by definition, is something that can actually crack the sound barrier. Something that will actually crack. Oh, that's what the crack is part. Is that that is that? That's what? my opinion. Okay. So. But the crack is definitely breaking the sound barrier. Oh yes, yes. Then okay. Exceeding, what is it, seven hundred and sixty some mile an hour. Wow. Lisa, do you bottom to the whip? I am definitely a, a whip bottom. Why is it, is it different from flogging or other kinds of play? Yes, whips have a very stingy sensation. Um, I, they are a very intense type of pain. I like the pretty red stripes that they make. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy breast whipping as well as whipping across the back. I think it's all hot. Now you don't hear about breast whipping as much. You you might have to trust the person whipping that thing towards you. I would want someone who has had some experience with whips coming at me. Okay. But um, but it is something that that a lot of people enjoy. Mm -hmm. See, and I think of it as a I'm not so much into stingy, but the the whips are also fire and bitey. Is is how I try to. Because it is, it's like it's like a lick of fire, you know, sure. when it mm, sure. <laughs> strikes the skin. And I also do recommend that anybody before anybody takes a whip that they purchased and has thoughts of using it on a person, uh -huh. they actually ought to know what it feels like. So yeah, go I, find yourself a trusted individual who that you feel has the skills with the whip, and step in front of them and say, "Can you let me know what it feels like?" Mm-hmm. Um, even if you know. You, you don't have to call it bottoming or, or anything like that, but you do need to understand what it feels like. Huh. I, and I will say one thing that I like about seeing whip scenes is I've noticed, at least in our area, that the dungeons are getting a little more chatty, where the bottom can have, you know, will be in the middle of being flogged and they'll have conversations with other people and that kind of thing. And, and during a, a whip scene, the, neither person is doing other th anything except for paying attention to what's going on. The bottom seems to quickly, I don't know about spacing out, but will be very in involved in what's going on. And the top has to be very involved in what's going on. They can't be letting their eyes wander around and paying attention to other things, it seems like. Last year at COPE, um, we had several comments because I'm, I've been told I'm rather unique during my whip scenes because I dance. Oh. Um, I I've been told I dance like a pole dancer. Uh huh. Um, at the beginning of the scene, and uh, <laughs> by the end of the scene, she is usually not dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so, in a good way. Awesome. So, to come back to the question of the day, I got a whip. I want to get started. What's What's the first thing I need to do before I go off and swing it at another person? Do I have to go get trained by a master? Or is there a YouTube video? Or buy what do you recommend? Buy or bottom to someone? What do you recommend? Is the or buy a sombrero? <laughs> I've heard that too. <laughs> well, so you don't. Buy a sombrero so you don't whip yourself in the face when you're practicing. Well, that, I, I actually do a whip <laughs> class, and, um, and uh, there's numerous people around the country that do a lot of very good whip classes. Um, and my joke that I say in my class is the Indiana Jones hat. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually say that he wasn't wearing that to be cool. He was wearing that to protect his ears and the back of his neck, mm -hmm. uh, especially with the longer whips. Usually with a uh, short single t or signal whip, you mm -hmm. know, three to four feet. You usually don't run into the problems with catching your ears or the back of your neck. You started getting to the six-foot bulls or the snake whips. 
or even longer stock whips mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, I've come back in the house, watery eyed, you know, <laughs> tears are rolling, <laughs> blood. Um, my actual arms are all marked up from uh, a lot of whip strikes on myself. But Michigan, I, and I didn't consent to it. <laughs> but Michigan does have a, a right. local whip society group that yeah. meets monthly hmm. and uh, learn people learn to throw whips. So yeah. you know, mentoring type group. They teach each other. They practice and they learn. Now we hmm. used to have one here. So that was uh, an educational group, mm -hmm. and it's just funny that you mentioned Indiana oh, Jones yeah. because the guy that taught Indiana Jones is local. Is he? And used to he went totally vanilla. Yes, though, we'll, so I can't so we even won't mention his, his name. name but but I'm did, sorry. He did a very neat uh, BDSM wedding where he was whipping. Yes. He was going as the bride was going down the aisle. He walked down in front, and there's. Uh, the bridesmaids, bridesmaids were all holding roses in an aisle, and he would whip the rose, and rose petals would lay it out in front. Very interesting, very neat thing. Sure. Sexy. Yes. <laughs> but he went vanilla, which is one step from monogamy, I've heard. We'll get there in a moment. We want to keep our yes. guest at the table. <laughs> um, if you like the podcast then we very much would appreciate it if you go out to itunes and rate us we are actually our ratings are dropping a little bit because the uh mothers of prevention have come back and they are coming after us and lowering the rate you're not buying it are you <laughs> no i'm not i'm just trying not to laugh that's i appreciate that <laughs> so ignore all that shit just go out there and rate us on itunes tweet about us or like us on facebook we appreciate it um and really it is we don't um ask um i mean it just it's very helpful next mm -hmm. month maybe we'll have tell a friend month but this month it's just go rate the fuckers on itunes <laughs> rate those fuckers on itunes um Oh, so you know, the, our home listeners can hear that awesome <laughs> bass music in the background right now. We have to add that in later. You know Ooh, what that bass music means? I do, I do. Are you going to tell anyone? No, I'm not. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's Kinky Fun Group. Coming up, the Rope Intensive and Champagne Room Party on July 14th. You don't want to miss... Dr. Ohm, Professor Oni, even better. Yeah. <laughs> Not only would Dr. Ohm be there, but Professor Oni from Florida will be coming up for the rope intensive, teaching our teaching us rope skills. Mm -hmm. Whether you are a bondage master or a ropey newbie, uh, something for you there. And then that night, the champagne room party, mm -hmm. 150 of your closest kinky friends getting it on. Practicing all their new rope tricks. And other tricks as well. You can find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Yay. <laughs> I think we're going. I think we're going. I think we are, too. I think we are, too. Um, <laughs> and don't forget, podcast listeners, if you've listened to the podcast, then you're allowed to walk up to Dawn and say, bottom for me, you tentacle loving slut. <laughs> and because, and when you sell her, and she'll say, oh, no, I'm too shy. You can say, I'm a podcast listener, and she'll say, oh, yes, sir, or ma'am, or thing. There have been a few people that have actually cashed in on that, and someone that keeps teasing me. They keep walking by going, you know, I don't even have to ask you to play. I just have to turn in my card, and then they walk away. <laughs> and then they come back, and it's like... 
tease. <laughs> uh, one of the nice little things, and we'll get started into our topic in just a moment, but I do want to mention that I hope, it's, I hope you guys do a good job because Dragon's Little Red Pixie and her master are listening. And they said uh, they just found the podcast not too long ago, and master's going to start at the very beginning, and <laughs> they're going to make it family time for, uh, for her and him and his wife. And they're going to sit together and have a family time listening nice. to the podcast. Isn't that nice? It is nice. So, though, but I'm going to tell them, like I tell everybody else, that's starting from the beginning. It gets better. Yes, it does. <laughs> the technology gets better. The banter gets better. I, although, that's our opinion. For that all is we our know, opinion. We've been going downhill for the last 160 <laughs> episodes. What do we know? <laughs> now, uh, and that does take us into our topic. And as I mentioned, Dragon's Little Red Pixie and her master and his wife. And that's called Polly Amp. No, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> so, the, so the, uh, what we're going to talk about tonight with Will and Lisa is you guys are identified as being in a power exchange relationship, right? That is correct. What title do you use? I'm her master. She's my slave. Okay. And you also identify as being monogamous. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And what we have found is that every once in a while we'll come across someone that we meet in person or someone on FetLife that says, you know, I'd love to get involved in the kink community or the power exchange community, but I'm a monogamous person. It doesn't look like there's any place for us here. And, um... Bullcrap. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more. Oh, I've... This whole community's been awesome for us and more than welcoming for us. Um, to say that they're not receptive to monogamous people, I think is farthest from the truth. So, and you know what was funny is um, I had two things that pop in my head. House Meta, was there anybody else that was Polly in House Meta? I think we were the only... Not at the beginning, but... Not at the beginning, but Master somebody... Master Sherry uh, converted. Converted. <laughs> um, and when we first got into the community, I was telling you guys this earlier, when we first got into the community here in Columbus, Ohio, it seemed that um, monogamy, monogamous power exchange, is what was going on. You know, um, it was very much about this is my property. I'm not sharing. I wouldn't share my car with you. I'm not sharing my slave with, you know, with you or, you know, or, or vice versa. And um, I'm not sure what happened, but a shift happened. So, and I'm not sure when or why or if it was just new people coming in, but um, it's kind of funny in that Polly does seem to be more predominant anymore. It's more talked about, maybe. Yeah? Um, okay. I mean, you're seeing poly groups pop up. Um, yeah, it just, I don't know if it gets more attention. I don't know what the case is, but. I think the consensus, though, among all of our friends that are in the lifestyle, we are the enigma. Mm -hmm. We are definitely the minority. Sure. All of our friends have poly households, poly relationships, and we're very supportive mm -hmm. of all of those. So what kind of challenges do you think that you have as a monogamous identifying couple versus some of the other people that are in the lifestyle? Actually, we feel it's an advantage. Yeah? How so? Um, well, my opinion. Sure. Um, is Polly, I think, can put a lot of strain on relationships um, because it gets more complicated. Um, you know, you have to have, you know, me and her, we have to have a good relationship between us. And then if you're say a poly relationship between three, then you need that good relationship between the first two, a good relationship between 
the second, you know, then mm-hmm. the third, and then the triangle back. Mm-hmm. And I even heard Lee Harrington say, you know, well, that's just, it actually grows exponentially. That's the right. word I was going to use. And that was <laughs> a profound yeah. um, way of saying that. I really liked hearing that. So actually, monogamy, or being monogamous, I think is an advantage. Do you feel like people are, are expect you to grow out of it? No. <laughs> By all means. Yeah. We've actually been told that we're, we're poly without poly members. I mean, uh-huh. I think people feel that we're a very loving, supportive couple um, mm-hmm. in the community. Um, we have a lot of intimate friends and they, they see us as, as having that capability. It's, I think Master's just chosen that there's not a lot of time. <laughs> time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying never um, mm-hmm. that I'll, I'm going to be, no, I'm going to be monogamous forever. Um, I'm just, I don't know that I can devote the time and the energy um, to another individual um, and be fair to my Lisa and that other individual at this time. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm happy with where we're at. You know, I've heard some monogamous people in the lifestyle say they get, <clears throat> I don't know what the right term is, but they get flack from people. Like they're, they feel excluded. They feel like outsiders, even within the kink community. Do you guys get that at all? Do you get any kind of negative feelings? Like, oh, it's those, you know, like we were joking around earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's those weird monogamous people, <laughs> you know? No, no, not at all. Um We've been told we're different by a lot of people that, that we're, we're the exception to the rule, and we've been told that a lot. But we don't get any flack. We're accepted by everyone. So um, the question of the day is, <laughs> okay. um, how do you define monogamy? Because we've talked a little bit about um, different stories about playing with other people and, here's and stuff a, like that. Here's so, a great sure. example of that. I okay. seem to recall at uh, a certain formal dinner that happened yes. not too long ago, <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally held Dawn down and oh, handed you an electro zapper. Yes, she did. And you zapped the hell out of her. <laughs> you, and I seem to recall some screams of delight from the basement <laughs> that Lisa was down there, but Will, you were up there with us. So she was down. So how do you define monogamy? Does it mean you don't play with other people? Do you not kiss other people? Do you not emotionally attach to other people? My, de- if I, my definition of monogamy is I, we don't engage in um, sex with other people outside of our relationship and we don't have intimate members of our household um you know that live with us or that that serve you as a slave or a submissive um right i basically i break it down to intercourse Mm -hmm. um you know even a a, you know oral and just um just those sexual interactions um, you know, yes, I will have, we'll say scenes with other people, um, but they usually do not include any type of intercourse or anything like that. What about emotionally? Oh, that's where people are arguing with us that we are actually, probably because <laughs> um, the friendships that we have in the lifestyle um, probably have progressed to the point um, where we are arguably poly. So... Um, 
but without having, you know, another slave underneath me mm-hmm. or something right. like that. Um, it's just not to that point. But the screams from the basement is is a very very dear dear friend of ours that we do anything for when she needs something, including making, making her, her feel scream. good. Right. <laughs> making her feel good and making her scream, and, and right. that's what I was doing, and to me, that's service topping. Okay. okay. Which okay. we had talked about before. I get that. So, so, Lisa, do you bottom to people that are not Will? If he tells me to. But that implies you don't want to. If he allows me to is, versus, is different from if he tells me to. No, she'll come and ask. Okay. okay. She will come and ask. Because I just bought this whip off of, out of Spencer Gifts. <laughs> just here, you know. And you did just buy a new leather hat. I did. I've got all the requirements. <laughs> so it's not necessarily about scening, per se, for yourselves. Now, you, do you know other monogamous people that have much tighter, stricter definitions? Hmm. I only know one other monogamous couple in the lifestyle that I can roll off the top of my head. You'd have to come up with fat IDs. What are they? Um, but yeah, actually, so I, oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, I guess we really don't run into that many. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, we just haven't got to that stage, you know, I'm not saying never. And that's one thing that I have learned in this lifestyle, um, is I don't say, I, at least I attempt to, to not say never anymore. So. Nice. I'm sorry, I'm busy thinking about how I'm going to whip Lisa later. But anyway. Well, I was thinking about the zapper, so we're both in that little spacey space. But it's very interesting. To, I mean, And we actually, we started off thinking we were polyamorous intentionally, but we didn't have any interactions with anyone. So we lived monogamous but had poly... Philosophically, we yeah. figured we would move in that direction. Right. But we actually, the first time we played with another couple that identified as polyamorous, we <laughs> argued that, oh, I guess you guys aren't polyamorous anymore. You, you just monogamous. made a cute little, or monogamous anymore. You just made a cute little uh, flower out of Don's breast with paper, uh, not paper clips, but uh, clothespins. Clothespins. Right. And they said, no, no, that, that's your definition of monogamous, you know. Um, so, Lisa, if I can ask a personal question, do you, how do you, do you ever catch Will looking at some hottie? And do you have that emotional reaction to that, or? Uh, no, on, on the contrary. Actually, uh, he attended a lunch recently in California, and there's a, a FetLife thread with several women from California commenting what a hottie, swoony man showed up from Detroit at their munch and how <laughs> hot he was. And I, all I could say was I'm glad everybody had a great time. I, I guess I'm not a jealous type of person and because I think that a lot of people mistakenly associate monogamy with possessiveness and it doesn't sound like you guys are in that zone hadn't thought of it from that standpoint um I would say no by all means because you've even had me serve other mistresses and and masters just not in a you know, in a sexual manner, you mm-hmm. know, for the day, if they needed me help with something or, you know, they needed me to volunteer for something, I mean, I've been in service to them, you know, so, sure. so no, I don't think there's any possessiveness in our relationship at all. Friends that came up at, you know, at an event, they just bought a new toy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, well, they know that she can endure a toy like that. Can I borrow your bottom? Mm-hmm. I love those questions. Yeah. Can I borrow your bottle? I'm glad you do because I get used as a guinea pig a lot. I love it. I love it. Okay. 
Well, any, any advice for other monogamous couples? I mean, like you said, there's a lot of uh, poly groups bringing up power exchange and poly, kinky and poly, blah, blah, blah. Are there any groups out there for monogamous people? Or is that the, mm, I don't know what word I mean. Is that the, 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 the given that most people are monogamous, therefore they don't need a group? I think that would, I don't think you need a group. Don't be afraid to go out. Um, don't be, in my opinion, don't be afraid to go out even to a poly group mm -hmm. and say, well, I'm not actually poly, just maybe curious about what you guys are doing. Um, keep your communication lines open um, in your relationship and, you know, open up those communication lines to other people. And I think you'd be just fine, but don't be afraid to go out. Okay. It's a great, great community. Okay, fantastic. Well, one more question, if you guys don't mind. Uh, Lisa, if you do ever change your mind about the whole monogamy thing, polyamory thing, can you let Will know that I'm available? He, I agree with the California crowd. He is pretty hot. <laughs> Let's get into the end bump. Okay. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Want to have your product, event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. Even Elba Fuzz is a big fan. <laughs> what a bargain. Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Did you know you could buy the new highly acclaimed books, Living MS, and Sex Stories and Power Exchange by wow. Dan and Dawn? Or support them by buying Erotic Awakening. Look, motherfuckers. You spent $20 billion on Fifty Shades of Grey? For God's sake. can't even buy a... Go uh, buy a copy of Sex Stories and Power Exchange. <laughs> or buy a t-shirt, yeah. Buy a coffee mug. <laughs> All <laughs> items can be... Uh, you know what? We don't even sell the coffee mugs anymore. I know. Oh, this is Will Christ. from the BOE. It is a good book. All okay. right. Good enough for me. Any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening. Yeah, do the last one. Do the last one? Okay. Much of the music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by Pocket Universe for music that has been crafted and designed specifically for scenes that can range from sensual to dynamic BDSM. Visit them at www.pocketuniversemusic.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dawn.